This episode of the Dreamer K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Shout out to everybody that was able to make it out to the Human Work record release show last night. I wasn't in attendance, but I got to live vicariously through all of my friends and everybody that I follow on social media who posted awesome photos and videos. And it was seriously so cool to see. I reached out to Dan to just to congratulate him and the band because it, it's well-deserved. Warren is fucking awesome, and I'm happy to see them just have success with what they're doing because uh, they're a great group of guys, but they also work really hard, and they honestly deserve it. So shout out to Warren, a very awesome band, and there's a lot of awesome things coming down the pipeline when it comes to Warren. So look forward to that. Also, shout out to Shackled. They're hitting the road really hard right now with End It. So if you're going to hit that tour, support that band as much as you can. Also support End It. I fucking love Baltimore Hardcore. Uh, They're doing awesome stuff, too. And just I'm just so happy to see bands hitting the road. And it's it's just a great thing. Um, Shows are um, consistently coming back. I was at a show uh, a couple nights ago, I was able to catch the first leg or excuse me, the first night of the Zulu scowl and head to wall tour that's happening right now. And that was fucking awesome. It was cool to see friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was cool to see uh, scowl Zulu head to wall. Shout out Firestarter. They killed it. It, it was just a, a great time. And I'm, I'm just happy that things are moving again. And shout out to everybody who's out there. Be safe and just take care of yourselves, take care of each other, just keep it positive, keep it real. And at this point, if you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to Bandcamp, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, wherever you stream uh, your music and go listen to the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2. It's still fucking awesome. And I love all the bands on the compilation. And I still can't get over that Burning Strong track. It's, it's insane. Burning Strong just fucking killed it on, on that comp and they're an amazing band and I'm looking forward to hearing all new music from them. So like I said, go stream that comp, support it, go order a record and, or tell your friend about it, tell your mom about it, just support it any way you can. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we were able to track down our good friend Greg and Bob. You might know Greg. He plays in Youth Collapse, World Demise, uh, sang for the Mongoloids. He's the manager to some of your favorite YouTubers and TikTokers. Uh, It's pretty insane, but overall a great guy. Uh, Bob Wilson uh, does a lot of awesome things for PA Hardcore. He books FYA Fest. Uh, he's in a new band called Off the Tracks. Uh, does a lot for hardcore. Uh, two people that I'm, uh, you know, so excited to be able to call my friends because back in the day, young Jamie, uh, I, I used to go see their bands live. Right, I, I used to fanboy just being able to see them on stage. But some odd years later, uh, we've been able to, you know, build a friendship, and they're they've been good to me anytime I've ever needed anything from them. They've been able to help me out. So much respect to them. We, it was crazy just to be able to sit down and just have a conversation, uh, to be honest, because uh, we just didn't really have any real direction 
we just wanted to talk and it was great to be able to pick their brains and hear about what they have going on. It was, it was really fun for me and for everybody listening. I tried my hardest to get Bob to, you know, break some news about FYA because I know we're all chomping at the bit to, to hear anything new about the fest, right? Because it's uh, so close to the official announcement. But unfortunately, I'll spoiler alert, I wasn't able to get him to crack and share anything um, ahead of the announcement. So we're all going to have to wait patiently till August 30th at uh, noon Eastern, if I'm remembering that correctly, for the official announcement. But it's something that I'm really looking forward to. But please strap in, enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Greg and Bob to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Greg and Bob. How's it going, guys? What's going on? How are you, Jamie? I'm doing great. I'm stoked to have both of you guys on the podcast, two guys that I respect. So I'm um, thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to do this. Yeah, of course. Well, there's a, a lot that's been going on in both your guys' lives. Um, since the last time we spoke, uh, Bob started a new band, which is uh, pretty interesting. That, that's something that I didn't see coming. Bob, do you mind speaking about how um, Off the Tracks came together from your perspective? Um, off the Tracks was Carter and our friend Eric uh, randomly when Carter was up recording the Payback uh, record. They were just like jamming in the basement. And then Eric's like, yo, I got some songs I wrote if you want to like just jam them out. And so they had the band when it was just them two. And then um, the plan was for Eric to record when we went down to Pensacola to visit. And then... uh. I wasn't really in the band at the start. Like they had asked me at some point and I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, these, these songs are cool, but I don't like, I don't want to do anything remotely heavy at all. Like I, you know, there's too much heavy shit going on, especially in our area. And um, so I was like, wait, let's see what's up after they recorded. Like if they sound fast enough, like I'll be down. Like I'm not trying to be a dick, but, and then, uh, so they recorded them and then I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. I'm definitely down for this. This is like, you know, I just, like I said, I just, I didn't want to do anything that was any kind of heavy. So yeah, it's basically, it was, it's basically just their band and then they just asked me to sing. So that's all them. Okay. Well, uh, and you guys had your first show at the unity barbecue. Yeah, it was, uh, it, we did play. I don't remember anything about it cause I was, uh, not trying to leave the door cause I was arguing with the woman, uh, that was trying to shut the show down. And as, I was like trying to be in two places at the same time. So ran up there, did the set and like ran back to the door to argue with her some more. So apparently it was good. I don't remember any single thing about it. So that's crazy. I had no idea that somebody <laughs> was trying to shut the show down, but I'm, I, I'm glad that it didn't get shut down. It was, it was looking pretty dicey for a minute. So yeah, that's insane. You were at the fest too, Greg, right? Yeah, it was great. I mean, the thing I like about off the tracks is that it kind of has two names. So off the tracks is like the public name that if you don't know the guys in the band, maybe you'd be like, oh yeah, off the tracks is on the show. But then if you're on the inside circle, the band name is actually Backpay, which is so dope. So if you're like a friend booking the band, you just put them on the flyer as Backpay. 
And that's like, I like that kind of stuff where it's like, you kind of have both sides, right? It's like a friends only press, right? It's so sick. Okay. Hell yeah. Well, thanks for um, uh, including everybody now. Anybody who's listening to this, we're, we're now on the inside. We, we know that second name. Of course. Uh, the, first just person to book, the first person to book them and put back pay on a flyer, I will give you $100 straight up. Just that will not show up. So. Cash app, 100 bucks, No problem. <laughs> were you going to say something, Bob? I was just saying uh, you can do that and I will not show up because that is not the name of the band as much as Greg wants it to be. So. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's going to be an interesting <laughs> move. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out in the future. Uh, but uh, curious about you, Greg, uh, uh, you know, you had some bands going, but it seems things got a little quiet on your guys' end. Are you um, working on anything new, like in, in terms of new music? I mean, I'm, I work on music, but like in such like a passive aggressive, like I have like no time. So yes, there's always things going on. Like, mm-hmm world demise just everyone got jobs and changed careers and like so we just don't do anything or really even talk about the band ever uh we do have songs written but i don't know what the hell happened with them mm-hmm. youth collapse which was, that stupid band took about seven years eight years to jesus christ the dog's going crazy back there holy <laughs> shit Hold on, so I'm gonna go take care of it. Right, no so, so Youth Clubs took literally seven years to do. That started at the end of the Mongoloids, and it mm-hmm. took us whenever that those songs were written, like 2014. So, and they came out in 2020 during quarantine when that was there's more time. Mm-hmm. But those guys, I mean, that was just three of us, and the one guy lives in like Idaho now, Dan. You know, so I don't know. We'll probably never play a show, or maybe we will. I don't know. And then, yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, you guys had the song that came out on the Once in Unity comp, so it seemed like there was going to be um, more stuff coming down the line because you know as long as the the first uh, you know group of songs took to write, it seems like uh, that song came out fairly quick. Was that something that you guys already had written, or did you guys get together to write that just for the comp? So Dan Colombo, the guitar player who literally writes all the music, he records for a living, like he has a studio and stuff. So mm-hmm. he wrote that song for the comp. Well, like I said, he is in like Idaho or some weird place in the Midwest doing something. He's a really mysterious guy, so I am not clear what he's doing. He's mm-hmm. sitting in hot baths in Idaho or something. But um, yeah, maybe we we do something down the line. I just I just don't have it in me anymore to like press people to do a band, and I really don't have the time to press people to do a band. So if it happens and people are motivated to do it, and I can like make it happen, I'm down. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like I'm just past the point where I'm like hey guys let's practice let's write this song hey guys let's get together let's talk about this band like i i enjoy doing it when i can do it but i'm also like 35 years old and have like a very pressing job and a family and all this other shit that like comes first yeah from like the outsider looking in it seems like you might be the uh, person that'd be hard to you know track down at this point because I, I follow you on instagram and you know one day you're in paris then next day i don't even know if you're on the west coast or the east coast yeah, I spend a good amount of time traveling right now for work. We've got uh, like during quarantine, the, the the digital space, the YouTube space, like kind of blew up because mm-hmm. you know, obviously, if you're a brand spending marketing money and you're throwing money at things, events, whatever, all that stopped. So a lot of brands allocated budgets to 
So digital creators that are making YouTube videos, making Instagram content, doing whatever, or, you know, artists or what any of these things that do these online appearances or online events. So just kind of the industry I'm in kind of went from zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as far as, uh, you know, both of you, uh, the, the quarantine was uh, a pretty interesting year. Um, the, the pandemic's still going on, but uh, we're not uh, quarantined anymore. But um, as far as uh, the, the hardcore space, uh, so many bands and uh, you know promoters and stuff had to get creative. Uh, were you guys tuning in to these live streams that bands were doing? And um, from your guys' perspective, what was that uh, something that you guys enjoyed or you could have uh, dealt without? Um, I kind of like, I think Code Orange did a really good job. I think they def- definitely did the best job of any band of keeping relevant throughout the pandemic. And, you know, their live streams are like an event, you know what I mean? Like every mm-hmm. single time. What I, I mean, to me, hardcore is a very like interactive thing. So basically just watching people have band practice isn't really that exciting to me. Like I kind of fucking hate it because I, I don't even want to be in my own band's practice ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some cool stuff here and there, but as a whole, I was definitely, I mean, definitely straight up like towards the end. I was like, dude, we're doing another one. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, let's just enough of this shit. But that's just me. I was hardcore. Like I'll watch like a not hardcore band live stream, you know, cause you don't really need the crowd participation, but just watching a bunch of dudes like hardcore without people going off. I mean, I'm not going to say it sucks. I love hardcore, but you know, it's not like the, the best sounding music really. If you remove everything from it. And you're just like watching people play the songs. So it's, I don't know. That, that's just me though. Yeah. I mean, I probably watched more of the videos going on in the last three months than I watched the entire quarantine, like just, you know, for the shows coming back and section hate record release and things like that, where mm-hmm. it's just like, so like, that's what gets me excited seeing that energy. And I don't know. I'm good watching a band. Like I watched the Guns N' Roses live set from 91. Like I don't really need to watch like a hardcore band, like jump around and, you know, I don't know. I'm, I agree. No, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. And Bobby, you mentioned uh, Code Orange. And when they came out with that first live stream, I was uh, like, like stoked and bummed at the same time because um, I had plans to go see them at Coachella Fest when they were um, booked. And hopefully they're still booked for, for the next one. But you love Coachella. Uh, okay. You're such a Coachella head. I, I'm not a Coachella Jesus, head. It, it's okay. So uh, to be fair, I'm, I grew up out in that area. So um, it was like normal to go to Coachella. Like my first Coachella, I went and uh, this is back when you could walk up and just buy tickets gets from scalpers but now it's like super protected you have to have bracelets before you even get a mile within the the venue but now um uh, one of my really good friends nate he um he has the hookup we we can uh you know super vips all i'll say but have you ever crowd surfed at coachella jamie no never that's i i no that just i first of all i've never crowd surfed that that just seems weird i don't want a bunch of random hands touching my body in like different places (laughs) um uh, I would stage dive, but I've, I've never done that at Coachella. When I go there, I, I just like to chill. Coachella. <laughs> I, I, I just like to chill. At Coachella. Never, never. I, I, I was tempted during turnstile, but I just, um, <laughs> you know, just minded my own business. But uh, I was, um, you know, stoked to see that Code Orange stream because I was um, trying to picture it, what it w- would have been like on a bigger stage, because I'm assuming that's what they were going to do at Coachella. But obviously, they just had to scale down for the live stream. But it, it definitely set the bar for those live streams. And honestly, I don't feel like that many bands um, or if any band you know got to that level like when it came to you know the live streams that were done throughout the year yeah the work that they put into their shit like 
I it was, I mean, like everything else they do, they put everything they have into it and like make it as crazy as possible. And like, you know, actually have a bunch of plans and ideas what they want to do. And then there's definitely some bands who try to like replicate it afterwards, but with like one, one millionth of the creativity. So it just looked literally just dumb. Mm-hmm. So unless you're code orange, I probably wouldn't even try. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> somebody's phone. Sorry. Oh, no, it's all good. It's mine. Um, and going back to that year, uh, 2020, Bob, uh, FYA was one of two major fests that happened that year. It was FYA and LDB, and then everything else for the rest of the year got wiped. Obviously, um, it was like a you know a, an awesome fest. I you know, talked about it so much. I, I I still have the framed sign that I stole from the front door right here. Um, it, you know, so 2020 passed, and um, obviously all the questions were like, oh, are we going to have any fest in 2021? Was there ever any thought to doing FYA just a different time of the year? If it was anywhere besides Florida, no, but Florida is pretty much a lawless land. So, you know, cause they never like really even shut down. Like I think they're like maybe like a week or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, the woman that runs the venue actually emailed me. He's like, Hey, just seeing, you know, if you still want to do your event. And I was like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say no, cause anything could happen, but I would say probably no, because I just don't see how this can happen. Especially if it was somehow only contained to Florida people, I, maybe I would have just tried to do it, but people coming from all over the place and stuff like that into one place, like a fucking like Petri dish, basically, I would have felt like the biggest asshole on earth. So I was just like, yeah, we can't be doing this. Okay. Yeah. The fair call. Cause if, if you go back to that, uh, Thompson square park show and like the kind of scrutiny that they got, which was like super interesting to me because uh, it, I, it was a pretty um, late game uh, when it comes in terms of like, you know, um, people being vaccinated and the height of the pandemic because the Thompson's are um, uh, Thompson. I'm keep messing with this word. Um, the Thompson Square Park show happened, right? You can't say that, um, but you can and, say Coachella real clear. Um, uh, and then a couple weeks later, the Section Eight show happened, and it was just like night and day difference, right? Like there was, um, you know, people getting, uh, you know, trying to get people canceled. Uh, people were so upset at um, everybody that went out to New York for that show, but then just like a, you know, a couple weeks later. Uh, LA happened and there was just like, you know, like I barely saw any hate for that. So I, I just thought that was like really interesting. So uh, it probably was a better call on your part to try not to book a fest and promote it. Cause uh, it was just, uh, people had to like walk on eggshells. Right. But now um, here we are, things are better. Um, but we're kind of in this gray area where it could, you know, continue to get better or we might fall back and it could get worse than what it was. But, you know, shows are happening all the time, right? There's so many bands, um, that are on the road, which is uh, crazy to think about just because a couple months ago, that wasn't even like a sure thing. But you also don't know what's actual real and what's just Twitter. So like, you know, there's thousands of people at that park show and then there's all these people that are condemning it, but like, what's what, you know, obviously people were there and attended it. Mm-hmm. So like the revolt, I think I was talking to maybe Richie Crutch and he was saying like, this whole thing is going to make it, make like hardcore actual hardcore kind of force back into the underground i think it did in a way but it's hard to be underground with things like twitter because you have idiots that want to talk about things on the internet so desperately to kind of feel heard because probably in their real life they're not heard yeah to create like you know this hysteria and like make these issues out of things like that you know it's just a fucking it's it's hard to know what's real and what's fake right what's false reality and 
in a world of people just spewing opinions. I mean, I, I don't have a Twitter. I'm not interested in having a Twitter. Mm-hmm. When I need my Twitter news, I hit up my boy Bob Wilson and he he feeds me <laughs> it. And and that's few and far between at this point, just because the shit's fucking out of hand. Yeah. There's there's hardcore punk bands playing in a park with a permit and all those kind of things. There's hardcore punk bands playing under a bridge in LA. Like, I don't know. I think if you were there, you felt safe enough to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, am I seeing it differently? Am I seeing it the wrong way? I mean, I unfortunately wasn't there, but you know, <laughs> no, I, 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 I think you are because uh, I, I went to the LA show by myself, uh, but before I went, I had reached out to some friends and they uh, asked me if I was crazy for, for wanting to go. But I was just like, no, it should, like, uh, I don't think it's going to be like that big of a deal. Like, um, I know so many people who um, you know have got vaccinated or who have had COVID and beat it, but it's just like, yeah, it's, it's not like a mandatory thing. I, I'm just asking. This is like your invite. If you want to go, cool. If not, like I'm still going to go. And when I went, like there's people wearing masks and it didn't seem like anybody was, you know, like forced to be there. Like genuinely when I went, like the vibes were so good. It it was like strange to me. I was just like, how are there people doing like random, like NOS tanks to the left of me, fireworks going off to the (laughs) right of me. And there's just no tension, right? Sometimes you'll go to a show, there's like beef or whatever, and you can feel like a little bit of tension, but there everybody was just so happy. And I was like, this is like, this is like an interesting feeling. Cause that was the first time I'd gone to a show since the, the whole lockdown and everything. Right. So, uh, I went there and it's just like, everybody was just there to have a good time. Like I, I seriously was so surprised at like how it was when I went, but yeah, like if, if people don't want to go, that's fine. But if I feel like if people wanted to go, that's fine too. That's honestly how I felt going to the unity barbecue. I mean, the worst thing that happened to me there was Joe hardcore telling me I gained 20 pounds. I'm a fat fuck. But beyond that, like everything else was good. And honestly, I did gain some weight during quarantine and that's okay. Sometimes. Yeah. The good thing with weight is if you want, you can get rid of it. Right. It, it, it can fluctuate. It's not, it's not forever. That's a really good way to look at it, Jamie. Thank you. Maybe feel really way better about it. No problem. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm stoked that the the Unity Barbecue happened because I I still to this day think that that idea is super awesome just to try to bring everybody together from like the uh, immediate area right because um, when I look at it out here in Southern California like we have so many scenes that are close together but nobody's done anything like that and it's just kind of uh, you know interesting because obviously like like we do have like the annual fest like for the children for you know a, a charity event um, you know to um, help kids through the holidays. But nothing like yeah. bringing the scene together, like the Unity Barbecue. So I, it's still interesting to me that nobody's done anything else like that any, in any other scene, to my knowledge. I, I think about that a good amount because I'm. It's literally nothing anybody on earth could do it. Like there's enough people and people scenes to make that like much. You know, not maybe bigger than Philly, but like everywhere that has a scene could easily do that if people just are cool with not getting paid. And just doing it just to do it you know what i mean even you can even fucking pay them if you would doesn't matter but mm-hmm. uh it's it's a pretty simple concept so i'm kind of baffled that you know people's scenes haven't done it yeah it, it's interesting to me and um i've never booked a show so i i, I obviously i'm not going to do it uh, but i hope somebody out there with more experience um from out here because honestly out here there's so many venues and there's always shows happening uh like i think there's like the past three days there was like two or three shows that happened so it's definitely a possibility and there's a, a trust me there's enough bands out here for a, like a unity barbecue type thing to go down with like no problem but it's just like people have to get behind the idea and want to do it to show unity but it's just like yeah 
don't think there's a whole lot of that going on with everybody out yeah. here. Plus, I think it's hard functioning with with like because what was the it was a dollar before the first band, right? Yeah, two bucks. Yeah. So two dollars before the first band. I mean, like you know, bands want to get paid. I think yeah. I think right now with the flux and hardcore, everyone's like. The, you know, you see younger bands obsessing over money, and it's a fucking joke, honestly. Like mm-hmm. these fucking young bands. I'm not gonna name names. It's not about like creating some sort of fucking mythical beast to be fucking stupid shit. But just in general, like if you're in a young band and you are working a job and you play a handful of shows a year and you do well, just enjoy it. Like who get, the money part should be secondary at that. You know, if you could play a cool show and you know sell some shirts and have a cool, I don't know. I just think. The, the business aspect of hardcore is so front and center at this point. It just gets fucking old, in my opinion. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, because if, if you look at the, like the the entire landscape of hardcore, like how many bands are actually like you know, uh, able to like live off of the band, just the band. I, I, I can't imagine there's that many. Yeah, but like, is that... Uh, it's, I think like for bands like sick of it all and agnostic front and mm-hmm. Madball, who have this like, you know, legacy built and they go to Europe and they do these things and playing festivals like totally. But if you're in a band that plays a dozen shows a year and it's just like a fun pastime, just let it be that you don't have to. And I'm guilty of this. I, that, you know, at a certain point in, in my hardcore uh, c- career, mm-hmm. I'm putting quotations around it because it was never a career. It was a fucking joke, but if, you know, in that, in that duration, I like, you know, you get a little obsessed and you're like doing the math, but you know, I think the best times I had being in a band or playing in a band or touring was not giving a fuck about any of that stuff and just letting it be and playing when you can play and doing what you can do. And it just is what it is. Yeah. I, I had this, uh, well, I have not had, I, I have this friend and he, he did this zine and he just randomly stopped and i'm just like oh like why why don't you do your zine anymore like you you had some like cool interviews lined up and uh he was complaining about how like the last issue didn't sell as well as he wanted to and i'm just like dude like who cares i was like you got to grow your audience somehow just because like that one issue didn't sell doesn't mean like uh, you should give up like you know shit doesn't happen overnight and, and, and like the more that question about it i'm just like Matt, wait are you doing this because you want to make money off your zine or are you doing it because you actually love hardcore and you want to help like spread like you know information about it and it was, it was just really interesting to me that like, that was just such a like a, a big like hurdle for him was that he didn't make any money off the last zine so he just wants to quit i was like i i, I was like yeah it was just puzzling to me so i'm like wait did you start that zine to try to like you know live off of it or like you know have some sort of like big profit from it i'm just like it, it was just so weird to me i mean if he likes doing it just keep doing it you know that's how it should be right yeah and then it's just like um, it's like if you do it long enough and you're putting out good content like your your audience will find you right like it, it takes time to, uh, and like you want in my opinion I, f- I feel like it's better to have just like you know like gradual like you know growth versus like overnight success because there's like way more pressure and a lot of times like those overnight successes like normally just like fizzle out and just disappear well also a lot of times in in hardcore but probably in music in general if you're coming out of the gate and you have like this sort of like hype around you and you know this squad of people that are you know seen as being cool say you're a cool good band mm-hmm. you could be the shittiest band in the world you're still going to be a cool good band because how many people are actually listening to the music and forming an actual opinion without outsiders kind of contributing to that i think more recently less and less honestly mm-hmm. and like 
I will, you know, I, I try and always just, and I, I'm not on Twitter. So maybe I miss a lot of it. Like, you know, unity barbecue gridiron. I always thought it was the stupidest fucking band in the entire world. Like, this sucks. Fuck this stupid Matt Carl. Then I saw it and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like I understood it. I got it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm fucking number one fan straight up. So it's like, I think things like that happen less and less because people are so hearing all these opinions before they're even getting to hear the song or, or see the band. So at that point they already have this opinion in their head where it's like, I think like me with gridiron, I just, I just didn't understand it. I didn't care. I thought it was silly and whatever. And obviously I know Matt Carl, the vocalist. So I was like, ah, fucking idiot. But yeah, then I learned, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I fucking love it. I'm a big time fan. So, yeah, you it, made it through the whole set without getting winded, which was incredible. Matt Carl, cardio king. Straight up, like I was like, I don't know how the fuck is, he hasn't played a show in like years, and he had I made it through a half song before I wanted to kill myself, and he did the whole thing. And he was like <laughs> just chilling, and I was like, something's got to change here. This is fucked up. Yeah, and, I, and that was awesome. And their set was awesome. The reaction was cool, but like just they sounded insane. I mean, I watched it with you, Bob, in the back of the room. So it wasn't yeah. like we were, you know, point center in the pit. We were, we were, you know, I thought they just they killed it. It was awesome. And they're doing an LP and it's gonna be fucking awesome. So I'm excited for them. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that band grows and um for them to get out there more. Uh but but it, but it is interesting for uh but it, I feel like it's always been that way. If you're friends with the right people, like uh, you know, your band can uh, obviously get ahead, but but that's just in general with, with everything, right? If you know the right people, you'll um, you know, get put to the like you know, push to the front of the line, get special treatment. But it is pretty interesting to see uh bands, you know, come out the gate that aren't that good that get a lot of hype and because uh, I, I find myself listening to bands sometimes and trying to figure out like why so many people like this band and I'm just kind of like all right whatever like I don't get it I'm just gonna go listen to um, other new stuff and see what I actually do like K-pop here's gonna go listen to your K-pop catalog <laughs> phase out of hardcore slowly no you know as much as I, I listen to, to K-pop I'm I, I still have my finger on the pulse I'm out here you know i'm reaching out um and talking to to newer bands newer kids because it's just what i've always done right um but i I feel like i'm just like with the podcast i'm able to take it to like another level because before i would just like you know message people like hey new band sick like you know like this is awesome like where are you from like what are you doing like who are you but now it's like cool i can bring that to the you know podcast and kind of put it out there and let everybody um listen to these conversations and be able to you know discover it as well for for people that may not be informed because like you know, th- there's bands that i miss that i just you know didn't click the link or i forgot to you know go back and click the link so it, it's always fun for me i i honestly don't think i'll ever leave hardcore just because it's just like i do i've been doing or i'm not doing but i've been listening to hardcore since you know I was in high school and it's never gotten boring to me. It's always been fun. What were the bands that got you into hardcore, Jamie? Dude, my sister, uh, shout out to my sister. Um, she showed me terror on MySpace. She was like, Hey, you should check this band out. They're from LA. You might like them. And I was just like, Oh, this, this band sounds crazy. Cause at the time, dude, I was just so young. I had no friends like freshmen in high school. And I was just trying to like find my way. And I, listen to terror and i was like this is something that sounds aggressive and interesting like let me kind of like look into this and then i eventually found kids in like my high school that listen to the same music and then got into like local bands like there's this local band called marshmallow forest fire 
a lot of like OGs from the area. And uh, oh, you know, shit. yeah, That's a sick name. yeah, yeah. You I can't drop some OGs from the area after Marshmallow <laughs> Forest. Yeah, and they, they they did shows, and um, those dudes booked shows, and they 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 brought some crazy tours. Like like the craziest tour they ever brought to the desert was um, it was like in the early two thousand, I think like two thousand three, two thousand four. It was uh, down to nothing, blacklisted, cast aside. That, that tour came through, and it was like seriously one of the craziest shows that ever happened in the desert. That's great. Where where exactly is that? Uh, this was uh, the show happened in Indio, California, at this place called Rockafire Pizza. It was like this, like the outside of the building, like the facade was like a castle, and like downstairs was like a, I think like a Chuck E. Cheese downstairs, and then upstairs was just this empty banquet hall that they rented out for events. Oh, okay. Is that near Fresno at all? I have no idea about. No, 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 no. no this okay. is like Fresno is like more like north. Um, I'm in like the south, like near like uh, like Palm Springs, Indio, La Quinta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that by Victorville? Is Victorville that way? No, Victorville is like Victorville is like a little south, but it's going that's going towards like Vegas. God, it's funny like spending so much time in LA now. You see all these cities that you remember like. Like like Mongo just tore a ton in like 2008, 2009. We played all these randoms like Fresno. Mm-hmm. We, I remember playing like his backyard in Fresno. And we were under a shed, like a ripped up shed, and it was like pouring rain. And like Victorville, I remember playing a garage there with Furious Styles and Thick Ass Blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang that Florida and, you know, Just things like that that you remember these like little cities that you went to, and now you see them like like I see you know all the like Van Nuys and Encino, which is where I stay and. In LA, like you know, what was what was the place up here? Cobalt Cafe, right? Uh, that was in Canoga Park. Uh, okay, so that's a little bit more north. Yeah, Woodland Hills. Van Nuys used to have that uh, that White Oak. I think it was called. There was a venue out there called like White Oak that was open for a bit. It was a pretty cool venue. I don't know if I know that one, but yeah, the yeah, yeah the last show I went to there was a uh, the God's Hate uh, Mass Murder record release. Was, that, was it for Mass Murder or was it the one before that? I can't remember. Uh, it was some sort of God's Hate record release that I went to there. You go to the God's Hate shows in October? No, I'm not, which is so sad because I'm such a, a huge God's Hate fan. But before they announced the, those record release shows, I'd already bought plane tickets to go to Wilkes-Barre for uh, Still Won't Break Volume 2. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's happening the same weekend. So I'll actually be in Pennsylvania that weekend. Will you mosh for payback? Uh, will I mosh for payback? Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sure I will because I, I I love payback. But honestly, I'm I'm getting old too, so I I I like to just chill sometimes. But 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 I love payback. So, so. you're gonna crowd surf for payback, is what you're saying. <laughs> so you don't have to do any work. You can just get passed along. Are you good? No, no. I'll I'll I'll, I'll get out there because th- that band's super awesome. But uh, yeah. So unfortunately, I will not be at God's Hate. But w- will you be, Greg? Because are are you gonna be in California or will you be somewhere else? <laughs> I don't, right now my work schedule has been like a rolling every 10 days so i don't know like where i'll be in two weeks to be honest with you but i i make it work so it'll be it'll be okay what about you bob because i you're doing that show bob the are, are you putting on that dead heat show the day after swb yeah I was, yeah i was about to ask when you were flying back because yeah that show the next day is like a matinee in philly which is like you know an hour and 35 minutes probably or something like that from most fair yeah i if I, to, to be transparent i i bought a ticket to uh wilkes but i had I, I don't have my flight home 
And but oh shit! But that Sunday, uh, breaking news. Um, I, I don't think I've ever said this on air, but um, that Sunday I'm doing, uh, like a sit down interview with uh Nate Prosciutti, um, Chris Wilson, Dan Schultz, and Ryan Savitsky. Um, you know all uh, you know cool dudes from that area. So the yeah. plan is do th- the interview that Sunday, and then. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Like, I, I would like to go to that show because I've never been to a, a show in Philly. And I know Dan's going. So I'm, I'm trying to sort things out. Um, so it, it, it's a real possibility. Yeah, that will be sick. And Bob, you're promoting a show on a podcast. I love that. <laughs> I didn't bring it up for the record. I was, I was kind of biting my tongue. I was like, ah. What's the date? What's the date? Come on. Give a little bit more information for the listeners that might want to attend. Um, October 24th at the greatest venue on earth, the first Unitarian church. We got uh, Dead Heat, Pain of Truth, End It, Life's Question, The Fight, Stand Still, Off the Tracks. Uh, fuck. Damn, I ran out of steam. Uh, who else is even playing that? There's two other bands that are much better than my band. That's why I probably remember them. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got Age of Apocalypse and Be All End All. So, I mean, you should sure. probably go to that because that's a good ass show. So, yeah. That's a lot of bands. Jeez. It's, it is cheap. <laughs> yeah. I was like on the fence because uh, at some point I was like, maybe I, I was like, I, I don't want to do a six band show, but it's a matinee. So whatever. And then I got hit up about maybe doing Pain of Truth, uh, Stand Still, Age of Apocalypse on the same day. And I was just like, what the fuck ever? I was like, this is too crazy of a show to like split up or whatever. So sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, I'm just gotta make it work because it's yeah for all those bands to be in the area at the same time, especially for bands from like you know all over the U.S. Yeah, it just makes sense to just have like a crazy show go down. Yep. How crazy is it gonna be when Pain of Truth finally plays a show? Will it be crazier or less crazy than Gridiron? I think crazier, honestly. Dude, there those two shows they're doing in Long Island sold out so quickly. It's yeah, they're gonna be there's gonna be some crowd surfing going on there for fucking sure. <laughs> Some real deal, crowd surfing, crowd killing, all of the above. I honestly, I'm surprised that they haven't played a show. For, for some reason, in my mind, I, I thought they already played their first show. At some point, they were. Uh, you said what? They're building that anticipation. Yeah, true. They're originally gonna uh, play before life's question at the barbecue, and that was gonna be their first show because that was the year anniversary of them dropping their demo, I think, mm-hmm. and it just fell through. But probably for the best that they're just waiting for the Long Island shit. Yeah, that, and I guess it'll be like a super special moment for for a show, you know, from uh, you know they're, where they're from. But uh, that is interesting because th- the amount of people that I see online posting about them, like in, in a positive way, yeah, they, they definitely have a, a pretty good following. Well, it's gonna yeah, be a big, crazy. Big, I mean, that. I think they're great. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm definitely a fan. Yeah, I uh, talked to. Michael and Chris from the band on the podcast a, a while back. Yeah, I, I think they're super sick, have a lot of potential. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Was that the one where all their friends were also there towards the end and they just got broken to chaos? Am I remembering that wrong? No, no, that that, that, that is it. Yeah, because I, okay. uh, I originally just planned to talk to uh, Chris, Rini, and um, Michael, and then Michael's uh, brothers were like, like either like upstairs or they just gotten home and they're like, Hey, like we're, we're, we're doing a podcast, like come join it. And I'm like, all right, well, like I, I know they're in other bands and you guys are all in another band together. So like, I'll, I'll talk to him. Yeah. It, it was like chaos, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. It shows cracking me up. Um, 
but as far as like uh, new music um what bands are, are on your radar greg because i'm curious because like, i know you're um you know um, out there checking out new stuff you know, you're constantly uh you know pre-ordering new bands records and uh, you know merch and stuff so i'm just curious like who you're listening to right now I'm tr- i love that payback record I, that lp is like probably one of my favorites this year like i'm really excited for that to come out and mm-hmm. i love everybody in that band and Keith brings, I think I was talking to Bob about this a couple nights ago. Keith brings like this awkward, nervous energy to the stage that like you might not have you seen them play yet? Yes. Yeah, I, I saw them at, um, at FYA because the only time I've ever seen them. Okay. So he he brings like I, I don't even know if it's like I don't know I don't know anyone else that does it or makes me feel that way, but Keith like brings this like awkward, nervous energy where like you know how sometimes you'll see a band and you when you're watching them, you could be like this guy that's singing for this band thinks he's so fucking sick. He thinks he's so cool to be in this hardcore band. And it kind of, and I'm weird and old. So I don't know if this, like, sometimes when I think, when I see somebody playing in a band that thinks they're cool, I immediately just don't want to deal with it because to me, I was always embarrassed. I was never proud or no matter what people would say, when I get up on stage, I'm nervous. And I think like, I'm about to yell into this microphone, I'm a fucking loser. And I like, you know, I don't, I never thought it was cool. I never thought like there was like points for it. And like Keith, I'm not saying he thinks that, but he brings this like nervous, awkward energy before he's playing and when he's playing that like gets me excited because in my head, I don't think this guy thinks he's the shit. I think like this is hardcore. I don't know. Like he's the definition of like a a hardcore frontman to me, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, does that make sense? Maybe maybe I sound stupid. No, no, no. I I definitely get what you're saying, but um, I I do think they they, they do bring a special energy because I even spoke about it when I got home from FYA uh in 2020 about how like just um the energy from their set and seeing like the type of um you know people that were not only just like you know moshing but singing along and then like just their energy on stage it was like just everything together it just felt special to me seeing them um that year uh so yeah i i think that they're a special band and just like the the message that they push and i i do think it's a real deal hardcore and I think everybody should, you know, if they haven't at this point, for whatever reason, should check them out, read the lyrics and you know, see what they're about. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, that standstill band's actually awesome. I really like them mm-hmm. from Long Island. That shit's great. That. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Okay. And what's it like for you, Bob? Because I feel like, uh, you know, obviously um, you, um, you know, book a lot of shows um you do the big fest is it uh you know like hard for you to uh, not get biased when when you're listening to, to new music or when people send you stuff because i'm sure you get stuff sent to you all the time like hey check out this new band um honestly that happens less rare than you'd think for whatever reason like i feel like i'm the one always sending my friend shit like yo did you check this out you know what i mean okay um i wish people said like especially i feel like everybody puts up like a demo first and then i hear it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i wish like bands kind of just like like yo like you put your putting these songs out if you want to check them out you know like all that shit but um yeah i mean i don't know i just like i want to delete social media pretty bad but it's a really good way of just if i see anything that looks cool i'll check it out you know what i mean or if i somebody's opinion i like trust post about a band like i'll, I'll click on it you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um that's what if, if I was like a 13 to 14 year old kid getting a hardcore now, I would be pretty psyched because there's so much good shit across the board, like of every kind of hardcore, you know what I'm talking about? So like mm-hmm. there's, there's never like, uh, there's <laughs> Marty's pulling my chair right now. What's going on? Um, 
there, yeah, there's there's never like a lack of like good shit to like you know constantly be checking out. Yeah, and especially even like obviously you can check out all like the current stuff and all the new stuff popping out. But even if you think about everything that came before, right? There, there, there's so much content, um, and it's like so easy to access music these days. So yeah, for these younger kids who are just getting into it. It, it, it's definitely uh, like an interesting time for them to be able to just kind of find their lane and just start digging that way. Right. And then once they feel comfortable oh, yeah. enough, like just go search somewhere else. Cause there's, there's so much to explore. Yeah. I think the worst thing that can happen to somebody is as soon as you are the kind of person who only checks out bands that your friends are in, I think you're just like fucked. Like, because eventually your friends aren't going to be the ones in bands. And that's when you're just going to stop caring, you know, just in general. So, you know, I know like, I didn't know the dead heat guys, you know, before they posted their shit. And I just, I was, I, I loved it. Like we're off the bat. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I love stuff like where I don't know the people, you know, beforehand or stuff that's like not my friends. I think it's, you know, once you lose that, like uh, that drive to just check out things just cause it looks cool or, you know, you want to like check out some different shit and settle into the, well, my friends on it. So I, it probably sucks. And I, I think that's like, the worst thing that can happen to somebody in hardcore as opposed, you know, for, for keeping involved and all that. Yeah. It, it always blows my mind when I run into somebody who's like jaded or who just doesn't like hardcore anymore. And when at one point they did, cause I'm just like, dude, like, like so many bands, um, you know, like, you know, like obviously there's like these time periods where people fall in love with, cause that was like their golden years, whatever. But it's just like, it, like in my opinion, that doesn't stop. There's constantly new bands and people get more creative and I, I feel like the music just keeps getting um you know better like I, I, it doesn't get worse in my opinion like obviously there are bands that are bad that come out but that doesn't mean good bands aren't coming out at the same time so like it, it always just puzzles me and i i always want to like try to encourage my friends who have like you know gotten jaded or gotten over it but i'm just like no like the, the music that you loved it, it's still out there like they're they're trust me like if you like this you know one band I can show you like five bands that sound just like them. And for some reason, just because they're newer, you don't like them. It just doesn't make any sense. No, I totally agree with that. Also, I'll definitely give Greg credit because people say whatever they want, but he checks out, you know, pretty much everything new that comes out. He's always ordering records from labels, supporting shit. And like, you know, a lot of people our age don't do that at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Greg's one of the few that, you know, keeps, keeps going with that shit. And then, you know, not to dick ride too hard, but it's cool that he does that. Cause like, I, if I were him, I wouldn't, I'd be like, I literally live in California most of the time. I don't need the shit. So. Well, that's, that's kind of what I was going to say was I think the, the hard part is when you're 18, 17, 16, you're getting into it or however, even if you're 23 getting into it, you get into it a certain speed, right? Whether you're going to every show or you're, you're checking out a ton of new bands. Once you get older and you have like a job and you have a family and these things, you, the involvement you kind of participate changes. And I think a lot of people just don't understand that change or give a fuck about it. And they say, oh, if I can't do what I did before, I'm just going to fizzle out. And I, and I really do care about, you know, hardcore and music in general. And honestly, like the relationships I built and kind of what I saw good and bad, whether it was a punch in the mouth or uh, buying a record or, you know, stage diver, whatever these different things you can do in, in the space are like, I feel like those kind of guided me to get to where I am right now doing, you know, artist management in the YouTube space and like those hard lessons and easy lessons I learned kind of like along the way, you know, I do look at, you know, I know it's very like stock to say oh, hardcore, you know, shape me, but I do truly believe that. And at 35 and I'm like ordering a record for 
pure in the days standstill record, you know, I, I do thank like where I came from and, and those lessons along the way to kind of like get me to where I am, because I do think like it's important to stay involved. And again, I, I think people that get older that maybe like phase out, maybe they still do love hardcore. They just don't know how to involve themselves anymore. That's true. Cause I, I remember being a young kid and I'm, um, you know, seeing like the one or two older people, you know, that, that clearly like looked older and I was like, wow, these guys are weird. Like, why are they <laughs> at this show? This, this is um, weird. But now like, I, I now feel like I'm in that position, right? I'm like that weird old dude. Like I, I went to a show Thursday night by myself and I was probably that weird old dude standing up front, you know, just enjoying the music. Um, and there's like, you know, obviously like when I looked across the room, there's like hello younger kids, which is awesome. But I was just like, wow, I was like, I wonder, how, like, you know, uh, I was like, I hope I don't look as old as I you know, used to look at those other older dudes when I was younger. Well, it's, it's like, yeah, it's you good. know, go ahead, Bob. You're good. You're good. As I say, you know, I was I was in Los Angeles when that Section Hate record release happened. And I and I really like Section Hate. And I've mm -hmm. known Mexi Mike since we toured together in 2007 with Furious Styles and Mongoloids. Mm -hmm. So it's like. You know, I've known him forever. He's been a friend and and I was here in Los Angeles, but I was working, unfortunately, and I couldn't go to the show. I had a ticket. I bought a ticket. I bought the record mm -hmm. and I supported that way. And I'm and you know, I was okay with it. It was I bummed I couldn't go to the show after seeing the videos, hundred percent. But you know, he's gotta it is what it is. Payback. That's crazy. I'm um, going back to 2007. Were you guys label made to the same team, right? Um, Furious Styles, Mongoloids, you guys are both on uh, Eulogy, right? Yeah, we did a ton together. We, we did the we did the This Tour Sucks Eulogy Tour 2008. Damn, that's a throwback. That was the, that was the first thing we did actually. That that tour that was kind of in my head the beginning of like Twitter and all these things. Bridge Nine Board, and I remember people were just destroying that tour. And the tour was called This Tour Sucks, so obviously mm. right off the jump, yeah, pretty corny, but. You know, we, we wore it and we owned it. And I just remember like that tour specifically, just like everybody talking shit on the internet, but then every show was like popping hundreds off. of kids, literally hundreds of kids popping off. So in my head, I was like, I don't know why. I remember that like, like in the beginning, people talk shit about the Mongoloids and it was, it was what it was and, and, uh, but no one liked us. But that was like the first time where so many people were on the internet talking shit, but then we were going and playing shows and so many people were coming to the show. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. It, it was always weird when um, like we, there was like this, uh, you know, obviously the B9 board was the thing right before Twitter. That was like where like a lot of like hardcore kids like, you know, went like to, to kind of socialize and yeah. discuss like the, the current events going on. Um, and it was always like, okay, like does the B9 board fuck with this band? There's always like this weird standard, right? If you were like approved or not by the B9 board. But that wasn't like always like the standard for everybody, right? But it was just like that thing where like, okay, if the B and I board thinks it's cool, then yeah, they probably are a cool band. But but it is interesting to see that, um, or uh, to hear you say that you, you guys got a lot of hate, but then go to the shows, it was just like night and day difference. Yeah, I feel like that's like maybe more normal now. But then like 2005, 2006, 2007, like I feel like if someone was like like not liking it, then they didn't like it, right? Like mm -hmm. if. It, if the, if the consensus on the internet was this sucks, then it probably sucked. But now there's almost like, there's like two versions, like the internet opinion. And then there's a real life opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's wild. That, uh, thinking back to those years, like 2008, that's like uh, so long ago, but I, but I'm curious because uh, the, uh, I, I saw both of you guys, uh, Mongoloids, mother mercy, 2009. Uh, 
Sound of Fury. And how did you guys become friends, or when did you guys become friends? Uh, uh I, th- I think the first show we played together was the main one with that band, the Doldrums oh, at yeah, the Cave, uh, right? Court, right. Is that, or was that, oh wait, it was a Rhode Island, whatever. The fuck. It was, I think it was the Cave, wasn't it? And she made the weed yeah, 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 all straight edge. Yes. Yeah. So that's first time we played. I, I feel like it's the first time we actually played together and like actually talked and hung out. But uh, I don't think we became like friends, friends till I don't. I couldn't even fucking tell you honestly. I was trying to think of that recently, and I, I had no good answer when I was trying to think of it. Well, t- two thousand nine, two thousand nine, when Mongoids put out assorted music, we took Mother Mercy on the tour, and I feel like we definitely like hung then. I feel like every member of the band had like an opposing member, like Vince had uh, Sean. And oh, then yeah. me and you, I feel like Ray was close with uh, with Joe Kane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like the five members of Mother Mercy and the five members of Mongoids, I feel like we all had like a other, like we were like each got close with like someone else in the other band. Yeah. Yeah, it actually makes sense. Okay. That was a good tour. Yeah. That no, was great. It, it seems like ages ago. You think about it now, 2009, it's 2021 right now. Jeez. And it's, was it 09 or was it 08? It had to be 09, right? It was the first tour we ever went on, so I can't remember if that would have been 2008 or 2009. I think it was 2008. It wasn't. It, didn't we spend New Year's in Tampa? Like, so I think it was 08 because New Year's night. Didn't we go out and? Oh, uh, Ebor. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, Uber City, right? And we, the, yep. yeah. Yeah. Interesting, interesting night. <laughs> Think about it now. Well, what are the chances of you guys going on a tour? Not like um, in those bands, but like um, off the tracks. Was, say you guys grow into something. Greg Youth Collapse gets back together, or not gets back together, but you know gets together, starts doing stuff. Would you guys even want to do a tour at this point? Because obviously I'm a lot older, uh, you know, busier with uh, you know life outside of hardcore. Uh, it's weird because like with like MATP, it was like the first time. I ever went on tour with money, which was like night and fucking day. Like so I was pretty miserable every tour I ever did. So I was always broke as shit. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, it's like, Oh yeah, it'd be cool to actually not be super broke on a tour. Maybe it would actually have fun, but there's no fucking chance in hell I'd ever do that. I'll do like a weekend, but anything more than like three days in a row, I would hell no. Greg's answer might be much different than mine, but you couldn't pay me to do that shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We, uh, what is it? World Demise did a tour to FYA and we toured down and we played, I think, three shows down. We played the fest and then work came up for me. So I had to fly home and the guys drove back. We canceled the other shows. So, like, I mean, like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's dope. Like, let's do it. But it just, it's easier said than done at this point. You know, I was, I was, it was, I think it was five shows and we canceled literally half of them. So. Mm-hmm. It uh in my in my head I would be like oh it's cool like that you know just be fun we'll go for five days but then there's just too too many things in my life right now are like just variables that change you know by mm-hmm. by the second so yeah I probably wouldn't sign up for that again <laughs> yeah because you you wouldn't want to try to you know make a commitment and then obviously uh to to have to leave and kind of leave everybody else hanging yeah that that, that would be kind of a, of a bummer but, but at least you try I, I said my dream and this is a this is a currently in the process of working on this is okay. to be in a band like like dump truck was to mental 
So Mental would play shows and go on tour. And if Morgado was there, Dump Truck would jump on and play some songs. I would love to be in a band that there's another band that, that is a real band and does things. And then if I'm not the show, we can just jump up and play a couple songs and then that's it. Maybe we don't get announced on shows. Maybe we get announced on some shows. I don't know. But mm-hmm. like, I, that would be my dream is to be in a band that it has nothing like the band can be whatever it is. But if I'm there and the and the and the main band is playing again, Mental's a dump truck because they used to always do this before. I guess it switched to the wrong side, and then the wrong side was like doing a ton of shows like by themselves. But when it was literally just Mental playing the music and Morgado singing, I would love to do a band like that where I could just be like, go see blank band, and they would be the musicians, and then just like play a couple songs or whatever it winds up. Yeah, that would be a lot less pressure, and yeah, and it's just one of those things where yeah, if it comes up, cool. If not, nobody was even expecting it, anyways. Exactly. I like I like that. I would love to do that. That's what I feel like. That doesn't really happen now. Like I can't remember the last time, like a band. I don't I don't know why. I, I, I sure can't remember the last time that was like a consistent thing. You know what I mean? But uh, no, last night actually, at the barbecue, right? What's well, yeah, and surprise and Dan literally posted that they're playing a surprise set but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, last night before C4 uh, that band Burning Lord jumped on and played two songs which was cool. fucking awesome and that was like that was a, I was like oh dude it's been so long since a band has jumped on before their friends and it was just it was fucking sick so it's kind of along the same lines there yeah there's um obviously you guys know the band anxious they have like you know all those dudes play um in that other band last straw it's just like members switched around so that, that's something that i would love to see i've I talked to grady about them doing that since they should because I, I think both bands are awesome yeah i would love to see i love those last straw songs so i hope they actually start playing some shit yeah same here huge fan of that band they co- that's the band that covered follow-through right Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that tape on on Youngblood. Yeah. 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 They're supposed to be recording, or maybe they already recorded. I'm not sure. I, I haven't talked to them in a minute, but uh, they're supposed to be doing an LP. Oh shit! It's an LP, not a seven. That's crazy. Well, I think, or maybe I misspoke. You might be right. I, I mean, I'll I'll be psyched if it was an LP and more songs. Mm-hmm. But okay, uh, Bob, I, I've been wanting to ask you because uh, I, I know the. FYA announcement is supposed to be this week or next week, right? Uh, the 30th, remember the hell that is? What we got? We got, yes, about two weeks. Okay. But uh, since I have you here, uh, you know, I wanted to maybe try to get you to break some news, maybe announce a pre show or an after show because uh, th- those come hand in hand with the fest. So I assume there, yeah. uh, there's going to be something going on. Uh, we got some shit. That's the announcement. We got some shit. It's going to be cool. There's cool ass bands. There's literally, it's, it's, I would never do three days because that's like, I can't imagine having to run three days of like a fest, Mm -hmm. but this is like the first year I've been like, fuck, I literally have too many bands that I want to put on. So maybe I'll just say fuck it and do three shows, but I'm, I ended up just keeping with the two. And then even with the after shows, they're so like packed out already that i'm already stressing about not being able to hook up like bands i really like and all that mm-hmm. so but yeah there uh, i don't know you got two weeks you'll, you'll find out it's fine okay all right well i i <laughs> I, I just had to ask because i know a lot of people would um 
want me to try to get some information because I, I know a lot of people are excited to to hear the announcement. But okay, so you mentioned after show, so no pre show. There is a pre show. Yeah, the um, same guys have been doing the pre show for a few years. Are going to do another one. I I don't know what the show is. I've okay. been told that it's going to be crazy. So I'm excited to see what they have got going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, every year, fucking you know, they do the pre show is always like insane. So I'm, I'm psyched to see what they got. Okay, um, can I just ask you a couple questions about the fest since we're on the topic? Of course, yeah. Okay, uh, curious about the sound guy situation. Are, are, are we getting a different <laughs> sound guy, or is it going to Hopefully, just... that sound guy is dead in a ditch somewhere. Okay. Um, I hate that motherfucker. I'll probably fight him if I saw him again. It, it, can you explain the story? Dude, I don't, I don't yeah, know the story. Oh, yeah. So, I talked to this sound guy before like the fest, obviously, explained what was going on. He's like, yeah, man, I love metal. I'm, I'm psyched. I'm down. I was like, all right, well, just so you know, like, it's kind of crazy. I show up the first day. This fucking jackass has his shit set up, like, right in front of the stage, basically. And I was like, and with, like, you know, speakers literally lining the entire stage. Like, there's, like, no fucking room for anything else. I was like, A, you got to take six of those off. B, you got to move your shit, dude, because you're you're going to get, like, fu- like you're it's just going to get fucked up and get mad at me. So for everybody's benefit, just move. And he's like, nah, man, I'm cool up here. I, I do the shit all the time. I was like, all right, man, well, I warned you. So, you know, if your shit gets fucked up, it's not really my problem. So the first, <laughs> I, I think maybe like two or three bands in, he's already freaking out that people are fucking with his shit, that kids are going too crazy. He's trying to tell me to have people not like stage dive and all this stuff. I'm like, you, what the fuck? Why would that happen, dude? You said you know what you're signing up for. And um, so, yeah, he threatened to to not show up day two. He's like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, I don't even want to fucking be here. Like, oh, they're just freaking out on me. And I was like, A, stop yelling at me. B, I told you to not be here. Like, I was, hey, so this is kind of your fucking problem. And uh, so we're arguing about it. He's like, fuck you. I'm not coming next the next day. And I was like, well, you're giving my money back then. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, if you don't come tomorrow, you're, A, you're giving me the money back. I paid you today and you're not going to pay for tomorrow. And he's like, well, I... And we just like went back and forth. He's like, all right, I'm coming tomorrow, but you know, don't ever talk to me again. I was like, gladly. I'm like, I don't ever want to see you again. So uh, somehow the second day happened. He was freaking out the whole time, stressing out, yelling at people, yelling at bands, just being an overall dumbass. And uh, yeah, at the end of the fest, I didn't, I didn't even say nothing to him. And he just packed up his shit and got out of there. And he just looked the most depressed I've ever <laughs> seen a human being look in my life. I was like, well, I fucking told you, man. So I don't, I don't really know what you want from here. Yeah, it is strange when you try to advise him, right? And maybe you should have shown him some video or something to give him like a better I understanding. I sent him links to videos like, yo, this is about like what we got going on. Let me never come to this. He's like, yes, I love metal. And like, he was like blasting. I can't, he was like testing out the, the system before the show. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I can't even remember what the hell. Just ridiculous, like guitar center metal. He was blasting. I, I don't fucking remember. But yeah, he had, clearly had no clue he was actually in for so what the hell ever yeah hopefully he's dead honestly (laughs) (laughs) okay remember his name couldn't couldn't pick him out of a five-person lineup but i hope he does not exist anymore Mm -hmm. okay well yeah that was one um, thing i was was really curious about but um it it is cool to see that you have this working relationship with that venue because it's going back to the same spot right is 2020 yeah yeah yep yeah that spot's great like i was kind of rob goodspeed actually is the one that found the venue because he's the fucking king mm-hmm. and he's like i found the spot i don't know if you you know if you want to do it here but i think it could work and then 
I was like, because I, I went there like sight unseen. The, fir- the first day I was there is the first time I actually went to the venue. So I was kind of just like taking a leap of faith with it. And I, I was like, all right, I think, I think it's going to be good. And then, yeah, like everything about it was great. They're awesome to work with. They weren't like stressing out about the moshing or anything like that. So it was, it was good. So I'm glad they're going back there. And were there ever any thoughts going back to uh, the Orpheum? Nah, I, I love the dude that does Orpheum, Jerry, mm-hmm. but it, well, especially now, I think they have a thing where you can't stage dive. Like they, they straight up said no stage diving now. Oh, okay. And not that it was ever really feasible before because of, like the six foot high fucking city gardens type stage. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But um, yeah, it's cool. It's just not cool for like a hardcore show. You know what I mean? Like I would see like a rock band there, but I, I can't. Hardcore wise, it's like it's not not really uh, something I'm like super into, you know. Okay, well, yeah, I, I am a fan of um, uh, where it is now. I, I think there's uh, you know plenty of space. The facility is nice. Like I always compliment the bathrooms because the, the the staff kept the bathrooms like immaculate like throughout the entire <laughs> fest, which is um, awesome. And not having to like fear going to the bathroom, but, like it, it was just nice. <laughs> Usually, the, by like the second band, the first day at a fest venue, it's a fucking disaster. So it was nice to actually, you know, have have a nice clean bathroom for once. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good spot. Uh, Greg, do you have any plans to make it out to FYA twenty twenty two? Oh yeah, I mean, I always have plans, of course. <laughs> it's on the calendar. You okay. Already know. When when does the lineup get announced? What uh, what's the date and time? The thirtieth. Uh, August thirtieth. August thirtieth, uh, noon Eastern um yeah fya fest on social media okay that's um can i can i give a can i give a hint to the lineup can i just give a hint sure so bob shares the lineup with me also fun fact one time when back to school jam was falling apart i would hit bob up for advice and then he basically told me to leave him the fuck alone because he was stressing <laughs> out about his own fest so just just so you know, me and Greg. It wasn't, it wasn't an argument between me and Greg. It was me being a dickhead to Greg, which I have been apologetic for for about seven years straight. So I'm still sorry. My bad. Well, well I'm just saying it's not all fucking candy and bubble gum with me and Bob Wilson, okay? <laughs> Shit gets real sometimes. But but um, he does share the lineup with me, and we, we he tells me what he's working on. And, and this year is a really great lineup. And, I, and my hint, you ready for my hint, Jamie? Okay, let's hear it. New Jersey will be respected. That's it. That's the hint. New Jersey. So take it with with whatever you want to take it with, but New Jersey will be respected. Okay. All right. See you there. Well, I twenty twenty two. Now the gears are already turning, and I'm sure anybody listening to this, um, they're already, um, you know, like scanning their brain for a list of, uh, you know, uh, prominent New Jersey bands. So that's uh, that, that's a good. If hint. folly means anything to you, then you'll be in Florida in January. Okay. Steal on Greg's folly shit. Actually, actually, to be fair, Bob does give a lot of respect to New Jersey because even the last one he did, that was when you were trying to get Mongoose to play, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there, there was always like, I, I feel like Bob gives a lot of love to New Jersey. Shout out my boys in Shackled, Howell, New Jersey. Yeah. There's if you a- need me, I'll be at the Howell Barnes and Noble, Route 9, <laughs> Freehold Raceway Mall. Um, oh, wait. So how recent was that? You're trying to get the Mongoose to play? The last FYA that happened, yeah. Oh wow! I, like what two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So now, so Bob hit me up. I said, okay, I'll do whatever. Just hit up everybody else from the original lineup because I already said goodbye to the band. Like I don't need to like grab scabs and do it again. I already did my goodbye. I don't want to be like everyone else that's 
does 13 last shows. So okay. if Mullins were ever going to play, I said, okay, do it with the original lineup, hit the original lineup up. I will say Bob got me to talk to the original guitar player, Sean, who I had not spoken to since 2009, which is crazy to think about. Mm. And that was my boy. Like he was straight up my friend. Like we hung out outside the band and we were friends in the band, hated each other, never worked out. Like we just butted heads every step of the way. He wrote a lot of the music, um, assorted music. He wrote pretty much the whole record and, yeah, we, yeah, because he was he was like second guitar player of the original lineup. So, and we spoke for the first time because of Bob making those phone calls in literally eleven years, which was crazy. So, shout out my boy Sean Baker. Yeah, it's a, the OG. It's a long time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we we had not spoken and had you know differences for a very long time. So it was nice talking to him, and it didn't happen obviously, and I don't know if it ever will happen, but. It was uh it was nice clearing the air with Sean because he was my friend and we did like actually hang out outside of doing the band. Mm-hmm. Doing the band, we did not get along and it was a complete headache all the time. But as like a friend, he was my buddy. Yeah, well, uh, I feel like if you stick around long enough, you'll get to see every band that you wanted to see. So maybe in due time, Mongoloids will play another show with the OG lineup. Or maybe nobody wants to see it, and that's why it didn't happen. Maybe it never even happened to begin with. Maybe it was just like a figment. Okay. Well, now I'm trying to think of the last time I saw the Mongoloids. I'm trying to think. When was the last time? But I do remember last time I saw them, Joseph Kane was playing. One of my favorite guitar players of all time. Shout out Joseph Kane. Joe Kane? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Joe Kane. Yeah. You know what? I, I did have a question for Bob when we were talking about. Bob, which band do you think got ruined more by business and trying to grow in the hardcore marketplace let down or mother mercy because both bands did tours but i feel like mother mercy did like try to get deeper in the circuit of like sick of it all agnostic front mad ball whatever i mean obviously mom for that i mean yeah i think let down did one one actual like big tour ever like which is obviously a crazy tour but i mean yeah mom i talk about this all the time the i love stick it all i love af but a band like us being on that i'm not i can't cater like you did well because you can actually cater to an audience and be like uh what's the word i'm trying to think you can kind of like win audiences over you know what i mean i cannot and i don't care about doing that at all like I was like, I'm not, I don't care if these people ever see my band again. Like these are just like weird, like 50 year old drunk guys. But, uh, I wish we would have just done actual, like just play with actual hardcore bands, not actual, you know what I'm talking about? Like newer hardcore stuff in like 2010, 2011, because I think, yeah, it definitely wore on us. Cause like, dude, we're doing these fucking month long tours. They suck. Like they're not like, nobody's having fun really. And then, yeah, I think it's probably if we would have just done like more hardcore shit, I think it would have been way better. Yeah, I think the trying to get into that realm of hardcore fucked us like pretty bad. What's it's hard when you're doing a band and like opportunities are coming up. I feel like that's I mean, I'm just as guilty. I was so obsessed with I wasn't obsessed with the business part, but I guess naturally I was like the the opportunities that were arising, even though they were just same shit just different day and 
it's hard when you're doing a band and you're trying to like keep going and figuring out the next step and doing this European tour and doing this Japan tour and all this shit, you kind of like become obsessed with it. And then it just doesn't, it just doesn't work out nah. ever really. Especially with us because we had five different people that thought, thought five different things. So there's no real rhyme or reason to anything we did, especially like tour wise or like, you know, picking shows wise and shit. So like, or maybe they were all on the same page and I was the only one not on the same page. And that's why it felt against me. But uh, yeah. That's the know, hardest just... part, honestly, is in the moment, <laughs> you don't realize how different you might like, like, I feel like if I saw myself, if I was watching myself now, 12 years ago, I'd probably be like, this dude's a fucking loser. Oh my God. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Like you're making everything so complicated. You think you're so, so you're a fucking loser. And in the moment I, I didn't think I was cool. I didn't think I was cool for sure, but I definitely like, yeah, I don't know. I, I saw the opportunity. I was, I was ready to rise in the hardcore scene and it went fucking nowhere. <laughs> Bob, I'm curious, were there plans to do another record after Symptoms of Existence for Mother Mercy? Um, At some point, we were going to do like a four song seven inch, which I still think would have been. I uh, Joe really wanted to do a whole new LP. And I was like, I'm not trying to be a dick, man. I don't think that's a good idea. I was like, the, the last one was like hard enough, like, me personally and i was like i think if we just did four bangers as opposed to not that i don't i mean joe is like a crazy songwriter and he's like a super talented dude which you know i wish he started a new band because i feel like he's kind of just wasting his riffs and shit but um yeah pretty much we were split between half of us wants to do a seven inch and half of us want to do an lp and so it's like well what's not record or do anything until the lp's written i was like that could take like 20 years man i don't fucking know and then uh so there was like tentative plans but nothing ever actually like solidified interesting hmm. and I, I wonder if it's do you know if he's gonna be part of those uh super heaven shows that are going down because yeah yeah for sure okay. as, as far as i know yep okay yeah because uh I, I i saw them on some flyers and i, I know they're supposed to come out here for sound and fury a couple of years ago so uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, yeah he's still out there doing cool stuff yeah because like i said earlier i'm a fan of his uh you know uh, like the bands that he's been in and this is the stuff that he's done oh, joe kane's the man yeah. straight up straight up man and honestly he did a lot of toys and mongoloids and and when shit was getting murky and no one was getting along joe i would say was the glue to it mm-hmm. probably because he wasn't directly in it he was like a touring a touring musician for the band but he did a lot of tours with us and like i feel like he was always able to kind of spin the narrative to be a bit more positive than you know us all killing each other in the van yeah i'm curious what was it like for you greg because obviously uh you know you're there and having to like you know, deal with all the scrutiny and um and then like me even thinking about the last time i saw you guys i, I know um joe was playing in it and then I, I think you had some guys from this like florida band um I, like 40 winters or something i can't remember their name um right am i wrong or, or you that- might be right i've to be honest with you there were so many members uh-huh. like it was it's like it's it's a mess i don't know there was a lot of people that played from florida to new york to mm. california there's people all over the world we dude in sweden my boy my boy in sweden what was the band guilty uh the kid anton right yeah anton his band was guilty right yeah. yep yeah they're sick yeah so we i mean we kind of really just did whatever and i was so spiteful with it i was just like you know no one's fucking telling me what to do i'm gonna do i'm gonna figure it out mm-hmm. and uh that's pretty much what i did until i was like all right um 
I need to like figure out my life now. Yeah, that's that's insane. Uh, I don't know if you remember the first time I actually ever introduced myself to you, Greg. It was, it was a pretty interesting night. Um, this was uh, you, you were doing merch for Census Fail. Um, we were at uh, the the observatory in Santa Ana, and I was just like, "Hey!" I was like, "I was like, I, I know that guy because I, I can remember what shirt you were. I think you were wearing like a twenty five to live hoodie or a shirt or something." And I was like, "I know." <laughs> I was like, "That's definitely um, Greg from the Mongoloids." Um, and, and I went and uh, you know uh, told you that I was a fan of the Mongoloids, and, and you like extended your hand for like a handshake, and it's like, oh, cool, this guy actually still likes hardcore. That's uh, that's awesome to know because obviously like the band had already stopped at that point, and I wasn't sure if like you were still into it or not. But um, you know, seeing you in uh, the the twenty five to life merch, and then you you know actually um, not freaking out on me for mentioning the Mongoloids, I was like, all right, cool, th- this is awesome. Like people would met, freak out on you for mentioning a band they're in. That's well, so weird uh, it could have been like a sensitive subject. Huh? I'm, I'm not sure. Nah, nah, that's a. What, that was the tour. Was that the tour would expire? No, no, no. This was. Um, it, it was. I, I'm. I, I'm. I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, the census fail. Uh, man overboard. Um, who else? Who was? It was like oh, a transit. transit. No, 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 not not transit. No, it was. Um, uh, I can't think of the, the band. Ghost Bayside. Inside? Bayside. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I've done a lot of. T- so census fail was the first band, and when they got signed to drive through, and I was still in high school, they where my buddies are basically like my, the guy that I was also like cool with that promoted shows, like was managing them. And they're like, Hey, do you want to come on tour? So when I was 16, I left high school to go on tour at census fell. Mm-hmm. So buddy, their singer, who's the only original member. I mean, he's been my friend since I was in high school straight up. So like I've watched them rise and fall and rise again. And, and they're definitely like the work buddies put in with census fell is crazy. And, they, they tour they took expire on the tour too that's why i wasn't sure if it was that tour or whatever expire we're gonna get canceled for you bringing up that band <laughs> it's all right i'm not on twitter i won't even no, hear I'm about it i'm just kidding uh shout out uh milwaukee hardcore whatever happened to to that scene um and I, I was and i always say this and this is no disrespect to milwaukee i actually just checked out some newer band from milwaukee called reality check so don't think i'm just shitting on milwaukee but i, I used to love um expire uh i, I loved uh focus minds there was a newer band uh, forced impact that was from out there uh, but i'm pretty sure they broke up at this point uh but i i just you know when when there was cool bands from a certain area but then like they kind of just like uh you know not really fall off but there's just like really not any prominent bands from the area i, I, I always get curious because when a, a band gets to like a certain level and i feel like the, it elevates everybody right um and i, I just I think like okay cool the, if, if a band like expire could get to that level like it, it kind of shows everybody in their area that they can do it too so naturally more and more bands start coming but it just seems to me from my perspective that it's gone a little quiet over the years so I, i'm always curious about milwaukee but but i'm, I'm still checking bands out like i said uh, reality check they just put out a single with some dude named xander recently and th- that's a free plug right i know and people are like well, who the fuck is reality check and i'm like this is what happens when i'm going to bed and i'm scrolling through instagram and twitter and this uh, random shit happens right i i end up on reality tracks band camp and i'm listening to this band that i've never heard of but uh there's your plug but it's like yeah so it's just like i i just get curious yeah the last time i was in milwaukee matp played uh with detain okay which is where i met will who's never in a game and gridiron and all that stuff mm-hmm. and uh like a scumbag because he came over to me and i was just eating burger king at the merch table like a fucking slob and that was our first introduction to each other but that show like i said i was probably seven years six or seven years ago but 
at least then it was still six. So Milwaukee definitely has some cool shit going on at least then. But uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to go back a little bit. Focus Minds was terrible. I, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't just, I can't just let you slide in and Focus Minds and people be like, ah, oh, damn, but I guess Bob like that's it. No, that shit was the Sound and Fury video where they're playing is one of the funniest things I ever seen in my life. He's, he's motherfucker just screaming about nothing. It was, it was crazy. If you ever, if you ever are bored and like, ah, maybe this still kind of holds up, go check out the 2011 Focus Mind Sound and Fury video. It'll, it'll change your outlook. I think. Okay. I, I got to do that. <laughs> But here's the real question. Do we think here's actually something you should do, Jamie, you should do a scene report of all the people that have been straight edge and are no longer straight edge. Oh, but man. do we think that anyone in focus minds right now, or that was or is or whatever kind of band, I don't even know if they're still banned, but are any of the members still straight edge? Because they were focused X minds. Yes. Correct. So, so are they still straight edge? I, I believe one is. Because I think he's in the uh that dude that fallout boy guy the drummer guy has some weird like secret society vegan thing going on i think vegan trade edge group and i think he's part, I, I might be mistaken it's too we deep might be getting too deep into the lore here but yeah yeah uh you know <laughs> i it, i i just don't want to care because like i because I, I hear about it right because I, I i talk to people from so many different scenes and i'll ask about you know bands that might have like you know gone a little quiet or like what's going on and then i, I hear about these people who are in awesome bands, like, you know, Breaking Edge. And I'm like, okay, cool. That, that doesn't really like bother me like to my day to day. But then I think about, oh shit, the band that they're in, uh, is straight edge. They have straight edge songs. They have preached about straight edge at their shows. Like what's going on with the band now? That's what I, that's why I really start to think about. And then it's just like, you know, people are like, oh, who cares? It doesn't matter. They can still play those songs. But then I'm just like, that seems just kind of fake to me. Like if I know the that verse special, that's what you call the verse <laughs> special right there. Like, nah, no, it's straight. We never straight, man. What the fuck are you talking about? There's a new I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. The whole thing is crazy. I think, I mean, for me, the perspective I take is who the fuck cares. I, I agree. I think if you were a straight edge band and you're going to try and still be a band, you shouldn't be because yeah. like, that's what you, uh, that's what you wrote about and sang about and you're not straight edge and what the fuck's the point of singing about it anymore just go do something else okay yeah i'll have to ask you guys about this one particular guy off air because i don't want to like out him uh because it, well, it, it seems public knowledge in his scene right like when, when i ask people uh well i i and it shouldn't be that hard to figure out at this point i'm but i only talked to like you know like two people from this one scene uh and they you know kind of give me the info and i'm like all right that's interesting but then uh i i don't hear about it from anybody else i'm like oh maybe it's just like a local thing but you know widespread it's like this like secret still so i'll have to ask you guys off air because i'm sure you guys probably know but um but yeah but as far as doing like a scene report i don't want to do that because then like and then because uh, like I, for me like w when i do these podcasts and I, and I talk to people like you guys i just want to you know talk about you know cool shit and like yeah things can get negative sometimes but like i don't want to go and just try to like shit on people uh you know because obviously um if, if they sold out it, it didn't mean shit to them anyway so it's just like i don't really want to give it any more light than it already has or whatever you know what is it the, oh, uh, sorry sorry what? for bringing the negativity a couple minutes ago oh no you're fine you're fine <laughs> it's funny no but see and also like i don't want people to think that when i bring people on that, that we all share the same opinion right because because uh, mm. we don't because that'd be like a weird thing if i only brought on people that agreed with me that'd be like a real boring thing um for, so for me to be able to say something like bring up focus minds and you to you know interject and be like yeah i know that that band was ass I, that, to me that, that that's funny and, and that's great was i think uh hoy on hoya's podcast he did it was like richie crutch mm-hmm 
Carl Earth Crisis and maybe Toby from H2O. Okay. And they were talking about straight edge and, and uh, well, I'm trying to remember what he said. I think maybe one of them mentioned Civ and, and they said something really interesting that I kind of feel, I've kind of really related to, so I'll, I'll share it. Okay. They said Civ said at some point, Civ from Grill Biscuit said that, uh, you know, he's stra- he straight edge at a spite. And honestly, I think I really can relate to that because in my 30s, with a high stress, high level job and all these things, like I think maybe smoking weed might, maybe it would chill me out and make me a better person. I don't know. I I don't know, obviously, because I haven't tried it, but but I think it's more, I'm in my 30s and I made it this far. So there's no way in fucking hell, even if it may be the best person in the world, I would ever do it because the fuck with the kind of, kind of loser is going to start smoking weed and drinking in the fucking late 30s. Like, fuck that i don't give a fuck if you say make me a million dollars i don't give a fuck about the money it's not about any of that it's about being spiteful and this is what i said i was when i was 16 this is what i said i was when i'm 35 and this is what i'll say i am in the fucking grave and that's that's how i wear it so maybe would it make me a better person to smoke a little weed would i be able to be a little more chill sure but fuck that fucking straight edge until i die motherfucker new jersey payback pa <laughs> la every fucking place kill so, me if you want to take it from me greg I, i'm curious do you agree or disagree i um, no, i i definitely agree it, it would be weird to just start getting into um you know weed and smoking and drinking in your late 30s because it's just like what's going what, what else is going on in your life where you decide to pick up these um these other hobbies right shouldn't you be focusing on other things but I am curious, you're out there in LA. Are, are you going to these like YouTube parties or are, are you staying away from that? Cause I know like obviously like you manage um, these uh, YouTubers, uh, but are you getting that involved where you're showing up to these parties? Uh, I, I mean, I've gone to some events and things, sure. But I definitely don't try and be like, the, the, the YouTube space is a really strange one, right? Cause it's really new. Like it, it started forming like 2014 is when like the creators on the camera started becoming like household names, let's say. Mm-hmm. So, and I kind of got into this in 2014. So kind of right at the forefront of like the space, the digital space is what, I'll, what I refer to it as exploding. So I think with that, you got a lot of people that have no experience at anything and they just were friends with somebody and then they were a manager, right? It's kind of similar to rap. A lot of the time with rappers, you'll have like this random guy that might be one of their boys that they could trust with money, be their manager. And then they're kind of figuring out along the way. So a lot of the time you will see like, okay, uh, whoever the blank YouTuber and their manager at a party getting drunk together and like partying and fucking doing weird shit together. I, I obviously don't drink, so that's I've been one up on everybody anyway because mm-hmm. I'm fucking wearing the X all the time. So that's like that's, and I will say that that has given me a one up because I always have fucking full vision at everything going on around me, and I'm not trying to like, you know, relive my youth. I'll, I, if I'm at an event, I'm at an event, you know, and I'm studying people and learning, trying to learn and and understand kind of what make certain people tip in the in a business that's like new so it's not like you're getting you know seasoned veteran managers repping these talents sometimes you'll see a talent that's massive with you know 20 million subs on youtube and a huge multi-million dollar business and they have a manager that has no fucking idea what's going on in your head you're just kind of like trying to understand it okay interesting no that 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 is a 
uh, you know, interesting to hear because I was always curious because sometimes I, I would like, you know, I'm, I'm watching drama alert and I'm, you know, seeing, you know, sometimes things about with these parties and I'm like, wow, I wonder if Greg was there. He's out here with these, uh, you know, famous uh, YouTubers getting crazy. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I get crazy in my own sense. Okay. I don't, I don't, uh, I always honor the acts is all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, uh, Bob got a little quiet when we started talking about straight edges. You know, should we check on him, Bob? Are, <laughs> I'm Dave. You want me to leave this fucking Zoom right now? That's <laughs> the most disrespectful shit I ever heard. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't be on this if I was not straight edge. Okay, that's that, that's great news. That, that that that's awesome to hear. Um, uh, I agree with Greg because you said what? No, God. I was going to say, you know, kind of like Greg with the spite thing. Uh, there's a chorus lyric where he's like, uh, this is not for my health. It comes from anger. When he's talking about uh, being straight edge, that's, I definitely really identify with that because I'm definitely not straight edge because it keeps me in good shape or because uh, I'm definitely not. And I'm not doing it to be like a healthy person or whatever. I just do it because I literally hate that shit. So I, I, I agree with the spite aspect also. That's awesome. Yeah, 100%. And honestly, like, when you're when you get to a certain point i feel like if you break edge you should get fucking punched in the mouth that's how i see it <laughs> straight up and i, I yeah th- i think that's what it is once you once you pass a certain age it should honestly be a law we should pass a law that if you get to a certain age and you start drinking after that age or start smoking and for whatever it is even if it's fucking health who the fuck cares you punch you in the fucking mouth give me a punch right in my fucking <laughs> mouth if i do it give me a couple punches in the mouth serve it out to me huh. That, that's so rare these days right because you know people will uh, there's not a whole lot of confrontation like obviously sometimes like you, you'll see things here and there but I, I feel like it used to be like way more common right for, for people to get beat up uh for stuff like that or, or even at shows people just like now just kind of save it for the internet uh I, I don't know anybody around me that got beat up for breaking edge but i, I definitely i remember it existing yeah oh we just God. bully them relentlessly you remember the Strife shows in early 2000s when they did that tour? Oh, my God. What, the Anger Mean shit at Chrome? Y- y- were you at that show? No, I, I didn't go because Strife was one of my first favorite bands ever, and I was literally, like, so pissed off that that, cause that, that was at the point, obviously, where Rick was like, well, we were never straight-edge bands, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I've come yeah. back around, obviously, and I love Strife again, but I was fucking livid when I was, like, 15 when those shows were happening or whatever. Yeah, I was at, that was a, that was like an early experience for me and like I guess understanding straight edge and hardcore and and like kind of the big picture but yeah that show is that was a really interesting one for sure. Yeah, now I'm trying to think if there's been like a more recent band that's done that. I'm sure they exist. Every band, literally every band that ever said they were straight edge is doing something stupid at some point, so yeah. yeah i'm trying to think i don't know and i'm also trying to think like who like reps it like super hard because we don't really see x's like as common as it used to be in bands names yeah i mean and there's also bands who say they're straight edge band who don't talk like not that you have to be like i am a straight edge person in the song but mm-hmm. i feel like it's kind of a straight edge in name only or they don't x up everyone they play that's that shit drives me crazy not to be the uh the old guy that gets pissed off about that, but for straight edge band, put the fucking get that marker, put the X on your hand, rep that shit, let people know. Yeah, no, it, just have some fucking pride in your shit. Come on, man. 
yeah, I, I saw a, a newer band. Um, well, I, I want to say they're newer, but the, the, it was at the show the other night, and uh, all, all the members were X'd up, and it was like younger kids. That's awesome. Hard. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. That what band know, was it? It was this band called Firestarter from out here. Oh shit! Check out Firestarter, Young yeah. Straight Edge. I like that. Yeah, they're all X'd up. It, it was cool to see. I'm about to check them. I'm, I'm making a note right now to check them out. Actually, okay. Firestarter, I like that. That's dope. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, check them out. Form your own opinion. Uh, let me know what you think. But um, I, 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 I do love uh, when I listen to bands and they're like super proud to be straight edge. Just because you know, obviously, like I've been straight edge for for so long, it's something that is you know cool to me. So when I hear bands rep it and are, are proud to, to to be straight edge, I'm like, all right, cool. This is like a cool like little club that we're in, and I, I, I appreciate the music a little more. I agree with that. It's relatable. Yeah, but. Okay, and uh, Greg, we were supposed to make plans to go to uh, Disneyland this month. Obviously, we're here at the, the middle of the month. Uh, Disney passes go on sale in like I, I think ten days. Um, so I, I'm I'm hoping we can still figure it out. Are, do, do you plan on getting a, a pass out here, or are you still just uh, having a pass um, out in Disney World? I have a Florida pass. Yeah, I want I want to go out here. I'll probably just go at some. I need to figure it out. My uh, with my schedule, but yeah, I do want to go. We should we should figure that out maybe for the end of this month or middle of next month. Yeah, I'm down. the The last time I saw you in person was actually at Disneyland. Uh, that was so random, right? I was I was sitting on a ride, and then you were the next in line on the same ride. Yeah. So it's been a minute. And what about you, Bob? I I, I want to see Bob in Disneyland. I feel like that would be a, a fun day. I feel like he would be so mad the entire day, just pissed off. I, I saw that one coming. I had a great time at Disney World, whenever I've been, uh, except for the last time I went was right after the day after FYA. We like got up at like 6 a.m. and went, which is like the worst possible idea ever. And uh, I didn't know it, but I had like the flu. So I was so fucking out of it. I like left my phone and like the one ride and like cause I, I didn't even realize I lost it. And then I kept on falling asleep. Like people would be going on rides and I'll sit on a bench and I'd fall asleep for like 15 minutes. Like a bucket. I literally just look like a crackhead weird bum. that's like this snuck into Disney or something like that. And I was like, and everybody's like, yeah, we can go home if you want. I was like, nah, like I'm not going to ruin everybody's day. So I was just like a fucking zombie for, we walked like 10 fucking miles that day. And I had like, <laughs> I like didn't leave bed the rest of the week after that. So that was my last experience at Disney, but I was not pissed off. I was just dying. But, uh, I enjoyed this. I like the fucking rides. It's cool. It's yeah. expensive as shit, but I, I saw more recently you you went to um, uh, Nobles with with a bunch of people. Uh, Nobles, yeah, yeah, fucking legendary PA hardcore spot. Yeah, I, I've heard so much about it. Uh, that's something that I, I definitely want to check out at some point. I think. I mean, if you're coming for that, still won't break shit. They should be doing like their Halloween stuff around that time. I would assume. So, and that's really, I, it's it's not too far from Wilkes-Barre, from what I remember, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's fucking sick. Yeah, I I just gotta figure out exactly like what I'm doing and because like obviously like I, I like I said I have the plans to go to the fest, but after that it's just kind of all up in the air. So gotta like yeah. lock, start locking things down and figuring it out because it's just like a couple months away. Yeah, Knoble is great. What is it? it? Has rides and stuff? I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, it's got like uh, some like wooden roller coasters and all that stuff, and uh, you don't pay to get in. You just basically pay like per ride essentially. So is there's it, no like, like state fair or something. Basically, yeah. So it's like a like a higher grade state fair. 
yeah, there's sick rides. There's it's a freak show most of the time. So there's a lot of good people watching because it's basically in like the middle of the fucking state. So there's all kinds of weirdos walking around. Okay. Yeah, I had never been there. I don't think. That's great. Well, uh, th- this has been super awesome. Um, I- I'm I'm ha- I'm happy that we're able to finally sit down and be able to do this because I know uh, we. Uh, obviously nobody listening or um, everybody listening does understand like uh, how long we've been trying to do this so i'm i'm really excited that you guys were able to you know make it work and we're still down to do it after so long of us trying yeah of course i'm saying the three x's right here oh jamie bob and greg bring it there it is that <laughs> this could be something I, I i didn't even think about that but that that is true um but i i seriously appreciate you guys taking the time to do this um but before we sign off, is there anything you guys would like to say or shout out? Greg, you got anything? Uh, payback LP on From Within. Uh, shackled LP on From Within. I think that's all I got. Those are, those are the two up and coming that I'm excited for. Honestly, shout out Carter and From Within Records. I, I, that's like... I'm I'm very excited for him and the label he's got going and what he has doing. I think it's super cool and exciting. And he's doing uh, just the way he operates his label, I think is super sick. Yeah. A lot of respect to Carter and from within. Straight. And, well, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Straight up. What do you think of the comp, uh, Jamie? The comp is awesome. Uh, I, I, I'm such a fan of what uh, Carter is doing and for him to have such a quick turnaround, right? Cause obviously the volume one came out August, uh, 2020, uh, yeah, 2020 volume two comes out, uh, July, 2021. So just to have that quick turnaround time. Cause you, you, you got to think to, to reach out to these bands and especially like the, to, to pick these bands, right. Um, and to have a good lineup of, uh, you know, good, current hardcore and to ask them to, to do that and to have their respect for them to even want to do it i i think it's so awesome and uh what when i listen to that comp i'm and maybe i'm biased because i uh, i'm such a fan of burning strong I, I i can't get over that track i love that band and uh i, I think that's like one of my more favorite tracks off the comp and then also shout out to like the california bands that were on there dead heat outnumbered they came out and w- with some great songs but overall i i think it was super awesome Absolutely. I I saw, you know, some kind of weird sideways shit a little bit about it from people. And I was like, I don't, this, I think his comp's fucking great. You know, I, I think, uh, I don't know which one I like more out of the two that he's done, but I, I think he really, I mean, the thing with Carter is he legitimately likes and listens to every single band he asks. It's not like he's just going down the list of like, you know, well, this is like a popular band. I'll get them for the, you know, the shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the, especially, I mean, the Mind Force song, fucking great. I think, I think the whole thing's awesome. Yeah. Wait. And I'm curious because maybe because I'm not uh, like you know out looking for it or um, you know it's not in my radar. But like, what sideways stuff are you seeing now? I'm curious. Just like I was just like, oh, like I can't even fucking remember. But I was just like, I, I think people people that like the first one were kind of like that should like this one. I think we're kind of. I, I don't even know. Like I, I was just like, to me, this sounds great. So I, I don't really know, you know, what, what the issue here is. Not that you and know. People are saying but, the songs weren't the same, or not. I think not people. It it seemed like there were some people saying like, like uh, it was kind of like a step down or something. I was like, "You're fucking crazy." I think oh it's just fucking awesome. Like, 
this is a perfect example of people with fucking opinions like what the fuck is that even i'm so glad i don't have to see shit like that because it just makes no sense <laughs> it's different bands it's a fucking compilation like he yeah. did one compilation yeah. then he moved on got a different set of bands and made another compilation it's not yeah. as good like shut the fuck up what a fucking stupid <laughs> opinion dumb loser that's the opinion of a person that's never gotten punched right in the fucking mouth a hundred percent a hundred percent come on it's different bands it's not the same thing at all yeah bands he's excited about as as a person that's running a label and paying for the record to be put out what the fuck yeah. how stupid is that <laughs> yeah it's true but but then even if you look at the 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 lineup like opening up the record with payback like i, I thought that song was like you know a great way to open it up and then even reaching out and getting like these international bands to to be on the comp obviously he, he's worked with yeah, strikers fucking yeah. sick yeah yeah and just like um like uh, yeah, it, it sucks when people don't really appreciate the hard work that goes into these things sometimes but obviously like i, I feel like they're the minority versus like yeah it's definitely the minority mm -hmm. in, in the situation so I'm not, I'm not trying to be like what the hell is everybody's problem but i, I didn't see something like, come on man yeah well, it's just like in my head i'm like thank god somebody's doing it thank thank god there's a carter that's doing it uh, or a sam doing it or whoever's mm -hmm. doing these compilations that you know used to be more popular 12 15 years ago but then they kind of no one was doing it and now you know carter's doing it i saw sam just put it sam just put his new one out like mm -hmm. on triple b and like people should be grateful that someone's doing it, even if you don't like any of the bands, even if you don't like hardcore, but you care about the space and you used to like it, you used to care about it 10 years ago and be grateful that like someone is doing it. I think gratitude, I think people just don't have gratitude in the space at, like at all. And they just want to complain to complain or like what they like instead of just being like, well, it's a good thing somebody's doing this zine or doing this event or doing this show or doing this fest, whatever they're doing. Everyone just wants to like talk about just stupid fucking shit it's just like who the fuck cares like let them do if somebody's doing a zine on fucking eating meat which i don't eat meat i'd still say ah at least they're putting the energy into doing it it's fucking good for them but everyone else would be like oh fucking just bullshit to doing it whatever it's just clown show. yeah and you also gotta think too like okay before uh volume one came out right there had been plenty of comps that had come out before but at that time nobody was uh you know promoting or doing a, a, a comp then volume one comes out kind of takes the whole scene by storm now everybody's like holy shit like people still care about compilations and then i i see it on twitter uh you know people talking about oh like maybe i should bring back the comp that i did like five or six years ago because it seems people still care about comps right and then now you know sam bringing back um you know america's hardcore uh you know that had a great lineup as well and it's just yeah for, for people to, to be i'm like you know like negative about it it's just like to me it's whack like and i i get like if you like hardcore and there's not at least one track that you like on that comp i think you're a fucking liar because like that both volumes whole point, yeah. yeah both volumes has something for every kind of hardcore kid so so it, it's bullshit for anybody to say anything bad about it <laughs> um trying to think oh yeah um before i go obviously so check out cutdown who's on rebirth uh never again who just put out a demo who's sick as fuck another new jersey band yeah shout out Jason. um yeah 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 saw the, i saw all those kids last night at the show they're all going off um when you said hi to those really kids cool did you dab them up with like a, a handshake or did you give them a hug or like how did you greet them when you saw them at the show i, I don't hug if if people force a hug on me i will 
I will begrudgingly accept it. But yeah, if you don't ever try to hug me, if, right. if you don't know me, um, right. even if you do know me, please just don't fucking touch me. Right. But uh, yeah, I, a nice little dap in town. You know what I mean? Just keep it moving and say what's up. That's good to know. So anybody out there that's going to say hi to Bob, you got to just be ready. You got to know how to greet him. He's very yeah. meticulous man. You don't want to overextend. Yeah, yeah. everybody. You not F- want to be hugged. FYA 2021, <laughs> hug Bob Wilson when you see him. <laughs> Group hugs um, all around. Yeah, for sure. Definitely that. Um, that Chemical Fix LP is fucking great if you haven't listened to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those kids, the Fixation kids, who you know that, that record's coming out soon. Those kids, I love all those kids because they again they were at the show last night. They're going off for rule them all, you know, mosh and sing along like for all the bands and shit. And I love when when bands are actually you know they actually care about shit that's not mutually beneficial to them. You know what I mean? Like they're just there at the show because they like the bands and they're friends with the kids mm-hmm. and they're going off and they made the the effort to come out and shit. And I love seeing that because especially that group of kids, Chemical Fix, Fixation. Uh, you know, Mikey's band's drows and all that other stuff. Like they actually support other stuff, you know, and I feel like it's kind of rare now, you know what I mean? Like when people are in bands support other bands that, you know, they're not just like, they're not just going there for the social aspect, you know, they're there cause they like generally like, like the bands and all that stuff. So shout out to those kids. All right. Well, seriously, I, I appreciate uh, both of you guys taking the time out of your day to, to do this. It definitely means a lot to me. And I thank you to everybody for tuning in and we'll be back soon.